and welcome to 10,000 Posts. It's the podcast about how everything is posted. I'm your host, Phoebe Roy, and I have no co-host today because Hussein has been sent to live on a farm. Um, I do, however, have a guest. You'll you'll know it. You'll know his voice, worst voice in the world. Uh, it is Milo Edwards. Milo, hello. Hello. Um, it's not the worst voice in the world because Julie Bindle exists. Mm-hmm. Julie Birchall, sorry. Julie Birchall. Julie... Julie's mixed up. I mean, in you know, in all fairness to Julie Bindle, uh, her her opinions aren't great, but I think her voice is okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about her voice. In fairness. Um, yeah, Julie I think, Birchall, no, I think on the other hand, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't have the. She doesn't do it like Julie Birchall. She has a kind of more normal voice. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> God, this is com- this completely thrown me for a loop talking about talking about the Julies. Um, mm. Yeah. So Milo is do not adjust your sets. We are not doing a Masters of Our Domain. This is a 10k right. post. While uh, while Hussein is off uh, doing his enhanced wife guy training. Mm. It's a ship of Theseus thing. Like, how do you distinguish this 10k post from a Masters of Our Domain? Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. It's me having creative input is the main difference. I would say. Um, so today we are going to be talking about um, a very exciting arena of posting and uh, something which we've actually had a number of requests for. We are going to be talking about Quora. But first off, uh, Milo has been asked to bring a bring a post for show and tell, and. Uh, so he's done that. He's done that very nicely. He's brought his uh, favorite post, which he is going to gonna, gonna tell us all about. So Milo, do you want to tell the boys and girls about your favorite post? So um, I'm just going to I'm just going to bring it up so that I have it verbatim. Okay. Because so I um, the context to this was I was I was I was a request was made uh, by my esteemed colleague here that I think for reasons, reasons of variety, I shouldn't necessarily bring a tweet. Um, and I think that was a good that was a good prompt because mm-hmm. you know there are too many good tweets. It would be it would be so hard to choose. You know, there are so many Trump bangers. There, are, you know, it's it's hard to hard to do. There's the Danny Dyer nine eleven tweet. You know, it's mm-hmm. how do you how do you choose with such a smallest board? Um, and so unusually for me, given that I'm not a I'm not a Reddit guy. I don't have a Reddit account. Um, I don't I don't be looking at Reddit. I have gone for a Reddit post, which I think has one of the most like chaotic energies of like any <laughs> any two comment thread I've ever read in my life. Mm-hmm. Um so the the uh the 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 original post on Reddit is you can have sex with one real person from all of human history. Who is your ultimate lay? Phil eight two four eight replies and said, I'd like to have sex one more time with my wife who passed away from cancer nine years ago. My body yearns for hers. The ultimate downside to finding the one is she may die young and leave you wanting. Something obscure replies, I also choose this guy's dead wife. I think no more perfect simulacrum of the internet exists <laughs> than those two comments. Okay, so why don't, why don't you tell, tell us what, what you like so much about this, uh, about this post, about the this guy's dead wife post? It's just I I think because basically we're getting we're getting two sort of powerful and opposite yin and yang types of guy here mm-hmm. immediately like juxtaposed and in contrast to one another. You see, 
Phil eight two four eight is your is your sort of classic wholesome wife guy. He's an example of the kind of person who's slightly too wholesome for the internet. Yeah. He's on the internet posting in a very serious way, in a very sincere way. That's it's not going to do him any favors. Mm. Um, and then something obscure is the sort of classic feral internet person who has no manners whatsoever. They've never said anything sincere in their life. Um, and despite despite reading this very sincere treatise about grief, is like I'm gonna say I want to fuck this guy's dead wife. Um, and I yeah. think that kind of contains a sort of smorgasbord of like the range of experience you can have online. Yeah. So you think so? What, so what we're basically saying is there's a kind of there's a heaven and hell of online, yeah. and they are yeah. contained in this one in this one Reddit post succinctly in this one Reddit post. Yeah, although perhaps I think heaven and hell is too kind of like morally loaded. I think mm-hmm. they're too they are too like equally bad ends sure. of you know a, a cursed spectrum, mm-hmm. um, and and this post in in containing both of them is a sort of synthesis. Do you think that like the I mean I, like I like I will admit that it's probably not the best show of wisdom to talk about your grief at your dead wife on Reddit. Like that's probably not a very sensible thing to do. And certainly not in a post which is openly inviting horniness. I think that was really the key error here. Is that, uh, I see, that's interesting. So if they were posting on like a different subreddit and not a horn subreddit. Yeah, I think if they were posting on the sort of chaste grief subreddit, they'd probably have been okay. Mm -hmm. Is there a chaste grief subreddit? I don't know. It's probably not so named. (laughs) That would be funny, like chaste grief brackets, no horniness. Well, I Do not be horny for the dead. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like I feel like horn and grief are two horns on the same goat, as it were. <laughs> two griefs on the same goat. Two griefs on the same on the same horned creature. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're they're, they're, they're they're like very related. I think maybe not horns specifically, but like horniness does often cause you grief. Yeah. Ultimately, I don't know if grief necessarily makes you. You know what? I'm just going to leave this whole. Actually, no. Grief 100 percent does make you horny. Yeah, I I feel like it. I feel like it does. I used to like. I used to know somebody who, um, at their friend's, like a friend of theirs's funeral, uh, ended up shagging this girl in the bathroom at wherever it was they were having the funeral. Mm -hmm. This girl who we'd never met before. Um, and when I was like, is what? at the fu- at the funeral is that could not you not even have waited like could you not have waited itself. like an like an hour like a few hours or I don't know seen her another time like and he was just like yeah but we were just both so like like overcome by like by like you know the awareness of like our own mortality and I was like come on man just no no come on no I'm that's no good no that's, that's sick actually that's that's hot marry that chick. <laughs> <laughs> That's my take. I stand this man. She, yeah, she 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 wasn't great in a number of ways. And again, oh, like okay. this is not this is not an interest this is not an interesting line <laughs> interesting line of discussion. But I know I yeah. no, I think it's I think this this Reddit post is uh, like it's certainly like a kind of encapsulation. Like if you want to find out everything about like you possibly can find out about posting, you would look at this at this post mm. because yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no, I'll buy that. I will buy that being a good post. Yeah, it's a sort of it's a post out of its 
out of its appropriate context i think you know mm. there it he's um he's in an he's ventured into an area of the internet where you can't you can't show any weakness mm. you know he's not on he's not on like you know boomer facebook anymore he's in he's in like a horny subreddit um the kind of place where people are absolutely feral it has it has like a naivete to it mm. i mean I think that people are pretty feral on Facebook. I think showing a sensitivity and weakness on Facebook does not seem to be a particularly good idea. Well, it sort of depends what area of Facebook you're in. But I think in the areas of Facebook that a lot of people inhabit, like if I look at like my kind of like middle-aged relatives on Facebook, it's extremely like hun posting. Um, mm. Like everyone, everyone's posting cringe. Everyone's replying with heart emojis. Like whenever I log on to Facebook, I just see things that make me like lose huge amounts of respect for my relatives and I just have to like log off again immediately. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think I feel like I feel like there's, there's some horny grief on, on there, like, actually. Is there horny grief on Facebook? See, there's horny oh, grief yeah. everywhere. Even, you know, even in the midst of death, we are in horny grief. Mm. I think that's something which is really worth that worth remembering right. and pointing out. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. I feel because I Even feel in like your the... grief, God will give you on. Yeah, it's like a consolation yeah. prize. Mm. Yeah, and also because you know humans have have base and unclean souls, unlike that's correct. The, yes, unlike the noble cow, for example. Yeah, yeah, cows cows aren't horny. Cows have pure souls. That's why. Mm. Yeah. I'm like I'm a, I'm a trad cath now, but but only about cows, like very trad very calf. specifically. Yeah, I'm a trad cow exactly. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, that makes um, sense. yeah. I think I think we've uh, I a, think we've a merman. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, not not a merman because um, I feel like they're not having that much fun. More, oh, more moon. <laughs> a more moon. <laughs> you got any more? Got any more of the? <laughs> got any more of these? A, a moothedist. Okay, all right, shut up. That's enough. <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> that'll, that, that, that'll do. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about Quora. Mm-hmm. And All the right. reason that I think Quora is a like is a good thing to talk about is because I think mm. it's very illustrative of a certain like a certain way uh, that the infrastructure of the internet has been brought up has been kind of brought up by tech companies and gets used for. Mm. It's not quite clear. Like it's not. It's not clear what the what the either social, cultural, or like economic function or good of something like Quora is like supposed to be. Like if you like look at kind of press releases, they will say something like, "Oh no, no, it's good because it's a kind of democratized, crowdsourced question and answer platform." But the question is there for a kickoff. This is one thing that's like sort of worth thinking about as we're talking about it. Is that should questions and answers be democratized and crowdsourced in that way? Is that actually going to uh, lead to the production of a kind of greater sum of mm. human knowledge, empathy, understanding, skill? Or is it just going to attract wingnuts to uh, use it as a kind of weird sort of agony aunt service? I what feel there it, may be a very simple answer to this question. A very simple answer to this question. <laughs> it might be it might be less complicated than the question implies. Occam Hove's interview, waving yeah, his razor right. around. Um, yeah. yeah. 
So what what I think is what I think is interesting here, and this is the first thing the first thing I'm going to say. I'm going to do like a kind of brief history of Quora if people don't know, and then we're going to just like dig into some specific posts. But first off, um, Quora I think is mm. proof of the multiple worlds theory, right? I think it's right, proof okay. of multiple worlds yeah. theory, and I think it is also. Uh, really support like it's supportive documentation for the uh, the theory of evolution by natural selection. So uh, my uh, my supportive statement for this mm. is that what you have is you have a uh, is you have a one common ancestor, right? Um, and the common ancestor is uh, the is the inventors and founders of of Quora and the uh, and the kind of the the media product that they that they invented. And then there are two distinct species who are generated by Quora. And they think that they're engaging with the same environment and they think they're engaging with the same ecosystem and they think they're engaging with the same platform. But they are actually completely separate and they're running parallel and they are completely unaware of each other's existence. So this is the multiple worlds theory. Right, okay, yeah, sure. The first group of people are people who write for... uh, write for publications like entrepreneur.com uh who write about yeah, how website, to make, log on every day log on every day who write about how to uh make the best possible use of a website like quora which uh is demonstrably kind of plugged into other big search engines and takes up a lot of space in amongst uh, particularly google searches because um mm. because of the way it interacts with google yeah, despite um, being a website that no one ever thinks about. It's exactly, not like, exactly. It's not a big website. It's not a website not, that anyone cares about. It's not a big website, but you type in pretty much any question into Google and there's going to be some kind of quarter result on the first first couple of pages. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, so, and so there's this whole idea that you can use Quora uh, as like a kind of as a marketing tool and you can use it for SEO purposes and you can use it in your and you can use it in your business. Um there is a, another article which I uh, read when I was prepping for this episode uh which is from this publication called Search Engine Journal which is like honestly like it's my adventures in Google. <laughs> it's what it's worth some of your time to look at the Search Engine Journal because mm. it's like it's sort of quite charming because it's so it's so incredibly single issue and it's, i think it's the closest that there is to a, like a genuinely depoliticized internet space the search engine journal because all okay. they want to do is talk about search engines there's only um, one question they want to answer which is you know search engine <laughs> yeah search engine question mark uh, and they uh, a couple of years ago decided to mark the solemn occasion of september the 11th uh, by publishing an article called "What Is Quora and Why Should You Care," and um, so it has a little kind of little explainer of what Quora is, um, some graphs, and then basically just how Quora fits into a marketing strategy. So you've got this sort of yeah, you've got this kind of one group of people. We'll call them we'll call them the like the great eights who. Okay. Yeah. Who they think that Quora is a is a product which has been designed to assist in business growth and marketing. 
They think that it's mm. like a meaningful part of digital infrastructure and they sure. want yeah. to teach you how to how to use it in that in that way. And then we have the other strand from the common ancestor of Quora. Mm. Yeah. We'll call them the chimps. Yeah. And the, they the, are the, the users. Okay. They are the users of Quora. And they mm. both think that this is that this is what they're operating with. They think that they are the platform users and they think they're the ones using the platform correctly. But the two strands and the two distinct species have nothing to do with each other and I suspect mm. don't know the other exists. Yeah. Oh no, so, it's very true. Because yeah, like it's like like ninety nine percent of Quora is like the most insane posts you've ever read in your life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then like one percent is like business success guys who have who are confused and think they're on LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but there's no proof that the LinkedIn guys can see the insane people guys. Mm. There's no proof of that. Like we can see them because we are a different species altogether. Yeah, we're the, we're outsiders looking in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're in it, the middle it, of the panopticon. And this is what Quora is like. Quora is like peering into a zoo. <laughs> um, with, with different enclosures. and Because nobody in real life speaks the way that people do on Quora. Um, no. Is it, it's an unusually global space as well. So there's lots and lots of, uh, lots of traffic on Quora in India um, and kind of all over the world. In a way that I'm, because I know there is like Indian Twitter, I know there is like Indian Facebook, for example, but it doesn't, it's not a kind of core organizing force. It's not like, it's not the, it's not the central, like central posting ethos isn't generated by those user communities. And I think that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I think in a lot of other uh, online environments, they're sort of, they're a bit like hermetically sealed. Like they don't, you don't get as much like cross penetration from like non Anglosphere stuff into the Anglosphere mm. kind of on your Twitter or whatever. Um, whereas on Quora, yeah, it's like fully. I think yeah. So what I what I find really fascinating about the way people post on Quora specifically is that on any platform, people are posting insane stuff. You've got your mm. your crazies are always on there, mm. but on Quora, the crazies have the affect of precocious nine year olds. Mm. And and that's what's so interesting about it. They are like I regularly, so I get I have a Quora account, so I regularly get the email like here are some suggested Quora threads for you, and I always end up clicking on them, so I get sent more of them. But the questions are always stuff where it's like this is a question a child would ask. Mm. This is this is like it's like a question about like why why don't people in Australia fall off the earth? Like it's like it's that level of dumb. But okay. being asked seriously okay, but... by a guy whose profile picture is him in a suit. <laughs> but why don't people from Australia fall off the earth? Well, you need to read that Quora answer. Um, Clearly. Uh, particularly, I get a lot of military Quora-related questions. Actually, no, um, I, do know, I do know why, um, why people in Australia don't drop off the earth. It's because Australia is lined with magnets. Oh, okay, yeah, that would also work. And if you go to Australia, you need your magnet shoes. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Um, otherwise, you will fall off. Otherwise, so you'll fall off, yeah. Bear that in mind. Um, if you go there, which you, of course you can't because Australia is not real. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I get, I get a lot of uh, military Quora um, 
because I think I've clicked on a lot of like army related questions in the past. They they tend to be the most insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like <laughs> they're just. But hang on, actually, no. Here I've got a great example of like a, an insane an insane question and answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love the because on Quora people give their name, but then they also give like their qualifications next to their name. And the qualifications people choose to give when read in tandem with their answer are sometimes absolutely hilarious. So great example of like precocious nine-year-old question, how would anyone on Quora answer this? Is Megan pregnant with her and Harry's second child? This is from like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's been answered by Edwin Parks, soldier, counterterrorism is my expertise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And Edwin says, do I look like a midwife? How would I know? And in any case, what on earth has it got to do with you? <laughs> it's, it's so Edwin thinks he's been asked this question directly <laughs> at like a party. He's like, what a ridiculous question. <laughs> it's as though he thinks Quora is like a big questionnaire and he has to answer all the questions before he'll be released. I mean, are there people who are under the impression that it is a search engine? Because that would explain some, like some of the framing of the questions. Yeah, it's sort of weird. Or does she think that like Meghan Markle might be on Quora? <laughs> and be yes, actually, hun, I am. Thanks for asking. I don't see. I don't think that. I don't think that Meghan Markle would be on Quora. I I feel like she, if she's like anywhere in the more kind of diseased posting areas i feel like she might be like a tattle person what's tattle oh tattle is the um ah it's a forum where people it's like a kind of celebrity gossip forum but it's like only for like influencers and youtubers if markle's anywhere she's on tattle i reckon (laughs) maybe she's like or maybe she's like one of the kind of Last sort of last of the great once great society of like live journal users. Ooh, Does live yeah, journal possibly. still exist? I don't know. Maybe she's on Live Leak. Maybe. Maybe she's still mm. on Bebo. Meghan Markle releasing snuff videos to the public via a <laughs> secret Live Leak account. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a possibility. I, I don't know why I'm sort of saying this. Like, I have like any particular animus for, or indeed interest in Meghan Markle. It's just sort of it, I've just had a thought and I've kind of rumbled. Meghan, it. are you posting that video of the Russian soldier getting blown up again? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Meghan, enough people have seen it. <laughs> you know, think about think about his blokes and his chaps. You know, what if they saw that? How would they feel? What? How would they feel? How would they feel in that situation? Yeah. Well, they'd need, they'd we'll need to be know. checked in on. I think they probably need to be checked in on. No, yeah. I don't. I, no, I don't. I don't mind old Markle. I think that she's fine. That's my <laughs> that's my conclusion. I mean, I think yeah. I mean, she's 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 the bog standard level of annoying for an actress, right? Like, um, yeah, I think no. I think she's quite annoying yeah. as like as actresses go. Okay, even as actresses go. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think like. You know what? I don't want to talk about Meghan Markle. This is my show. We're not talking about Meghan Markle. You know what? Recently, though, on the subject of actors and actresses being annoying, I've been getting lots of ads on my timeline on Twitter for this production of To Kill a Mockingbird Mm -hmm. that's happening in London at some theatre. And the way they're choosing to advertise it is by like interviews with the actors in the lead roles. Mm -hmm. And they all sound like the most infuriating people on earth. They'll be like, Uh 
yes, you know, you really feel the weight of historical responsibility on you as you're in this play. And I really think, you know, it's about the audience. You know, you can't, you can't tell them what to think. You just have to be here as a story. And you must draw your own conclusions. And I'm just like, how do these people get through life? I... Well, I imagine, actually, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Very, I was going to say maybe very easily and happily, but I think that's probably not the case. I don't know. Mm. Um, something that I've something that I've noticed is that uh, people in that kind of very immediate feedback kind of industry are very like mm. they are very, very, very professionally jealous a lot. And yeah. also, but also think that what they do is the most important thing that anyone has ever done. I mean, this is like this is why you get like you know, obviously, no offense at all, no offense <laughs> at all to present company, obviously. Uh, but like this is why you get like comedians saying like embarrassing, high-handed stuff about how like comedy's job is to is to push boundaries and to offend and to prick your pomposity and it's like no it's not it's to be funny yeah it's just it's supposed to make you laugh if it doesn't make you laugh it hasn't worked more of those people should try being funny in my opinion Mm. give it a go give it a Um, go uh, yeah yeah i've got another quora post here Mm -hmm. um question british electrical plugs is there a way to turn them upside down I'm intrigued by the context this person was in when they asked this question, like in a real like Christmas tree lights snafu, <laughs> having some real trouble. Um, it's been answered by Richard Irwin, licensed radio amateur, brackets ham. Mm-hmm. Um, and Richard says, British electrical plugs are a laughing stock in Europe and the USA. They are very obviously over-engineered to a stupid degree. Those big prongs could take 10 times the current we ever need them to. They get in the way every time we pack away a device. <laughs> this man has strong feelings about the plug. I mean, are they a laughing stock? Strictly? That implies that, that people that, are thinking about British yeah, plugs, which I the, think... Is that, the right, is that the right terminology? A laughing stock amongst whom, exactly? Yeah. Amongst the other plugs? Or... Oh, that would be good. The plugs getting together and like bullying <laughs> yeah. the British plug because the British plug's too thick. Yeah. <laughs> fat phobic yeah. plugs over in the US. Yeah. And in France, for definite. Yeah. Well, like, see, yeah. the, the French European plugs are sort of more of a medium weight plug, whereas the American plugs are absurdly thin. They're mm. waif like. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're bitches. They're probably on, they're probably on tattle. Being the supermodel bitchy. plug, the American plug, you know. Mm, I see. Well, I don't think they're. In, I don't think the the tattle posters are likely to be living supermodel lives in any in any of the categories that one might imagine that would be. Um, I don't. Yeah, again, like, I I keep set like making kind of assumptions. Like I don't even like. I literally don't even like know what it says on the on this forum. It's just that I have read these like hand ringy articles about like why it's particularly bad that these forums exist as opposed to just mm. i don't know go on your free holidays and shut up <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah why are you why are don't you complaining about your very don't, easy life don't look at them like you're not like i said like i think if you are i think it makes sense to monitor this kind of thing if there's any sense that you are under any kind of personal risk or in any personal danger but yeah 
I just don't think that they that they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Not neither here nor there. Utterly by the by. Mm-hmm. What I am going to do is I'm just going to run us just a quick little speed run through a okay. history of Quora. Just a really really short sure. one. Just because it's not uninteresting and it also has some like quite fun names in it, and you know, I and we like we name. like we like little name names. alert. We like a little name alert. Okay, so it was so it was founded. Um, it was founded a while ago. It was founded back in two thousand and nine. Um, mm. by two former Facebook employees, one of whom was called Adam D'Angelo. Good name, amazing, great name. Yeah. The other who is called Charlie Cheever, which I think is like <laughs> John Cheever's son. First of all, John Cheever's son. At, you know what? It, like, it's not inconceivable that it. Yeah. Charlie Cheever funny. and his brother Hire. <laughs> um, no, I think I think John Cheever only had a daughter. Actually, I think yeah, she had a, he had a daughter called Susan Cheever. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not Charlie Cheever's son. Susan Cheever is a like minor Harry Potter character ass name. Well, I think Charlie Cheever is as well. Yeah, like they're, yeah, they're a brother and they're like fraternal twin brother and sister who are both in Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam D'Angelo is the is like the kind of self given name of a pickup artist. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like his real name is Adam Daniels, and uh, he's like, no, no, Adam D'Angelo. That's sexier. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, so he's they, not wrong. So they wanted to found it as being like all the other different social media companies, but only question and answer. And I think that is quite important. It was never intended uh, to function as a social network. And even now, it still doesn't have. It still doesn't have social media functionality exactly. You, yeah. Uh, I think I think there's like a Quora inbox. I think that's something you yeah, can yeah, have, yeah. but it's not it's not geared towards community building apart from around the stimuli and the prompts of the yeah. questions. And if you click on someone, you can see all the other questions that they've yeah. answered. If you really want to go down a rabbit hole, yeah. so um, you can. It's Yahoo Answers for people who think they're smart. Yeah, sort of, but it's like a kind of like because uh, the Quora founders did uh, did flag up um, uh, did flag up Yahoo Answers as being like something that they wanted it to be like, but like a smart version, like a kind of more sort of something which was like kind of more making use of the idea of like like kind of open source and kind of those sorts of principles. And I think it's very very funny mm. um, that in a grim kind of way that basically everybody who was like involved in in this sort of period of time in the attempt to kind of democratize software and democratize knowledge in a in a demonstrably good way all were like basically completely like done in by like large tech corporations like i think that there was one terrible story where one um kind of open source pioneer uh software engineer was i think like literally like hounded to suicide it was like a fucking awful story mm. and then what we've been left left with is fucking quora like that is that's like one of the very very the few creme de la things creme. <laughs> which is kind of which is sort of like come out of that kind of period of like open inquiry and interest and like interest in like crowdsourcing information mm. and knowledge uh we, we just have like oh okay this is a really good place for people to post about how they can stop their teenage children sulking because 
they've removed their bedroom doors. This is a whole community I I didn't know about the, the kind of the wacko parent community who think that their teenage yeah. children shouldn't be allowed doors. Yeah, there um, you go. Or so, yeah, all the music might... of the doors, which is encouraging them to become delinquents. Yes. I mean I mean that's like that's that's fair. I wouldn't let a child listen to the doors. No, absolutely not. Jim Morrison with his, you know, with his droning. Yeah, Jim Jim Morrison, the founder of Morrison's. Yeah. We're yeah. not doing that here. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that here. Uh another fun another fun thing I like. I'm also actually really interested in the uh open source software and the kind of the, the sort of crowdsource information uh stuff so if any listeners sort of know more sort of more about this in more detail then then uh yeah. please do write in um yeah also when they were trying to come up with names um they were almost going to call it quiver oh okay and, like it's so weird because quora is like a re- is a really good name for it like it, yeah. it, it, like it, ma- it makes sense because it it implies that the that the answers to the questions are like given their given their weight and given their meaning by enough people agreeing with with the answer it, because there's a quorum of people who are like the minimum with which to do business on the answer. It raises, it raises the question: Why didn't they just call it quorum? Because then it would have also been like forum. Okay. I strongly, strongly believe, based on having read a little bit about these men and also read a little bit about their thinking process behind coming uh, coming up with the with the with the name, I don't think they know what it means. Because you're right, they could have just called it quorum. If you're if you kind of you're, you're sort of kicking ideas around and you come and you like kind of arrive uh oh well we've got quorum we've got quorum we've got quorum we've got quiver because mm. like quiver wouldn't mean anything unless you're sort of unless you mean yeah. like a quiver that you keep arrows in and the arrows are the yeah. questions uh but we've got quiz quiz we've got quidem uh. yeah exactly uh yeah quoravardis quoas quay tandem abutere patientia nostra i mean exactly yeah. That's what they should have called it. That's much snappier. And that um, is often how I feel about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, why didn't they call it quorum? I, I mean, I, like, I guess that, that part of it is because they wanted to be very clear that it wasn't supposed to be a forum. It wasn't supposed to be a message board, and it wasn't supposed to be something that people could like interact with and kind of form relationships and form communities and mm. and and sort of form social not media form a community that is form a, I will, yeah i will i will not permit the formation of communities it's a community um, free zone yeah but it's but it's like but it's interesting that it's like it, it like relies on this kind of these sort of prompts as because because people do use it as like a way of interacting with other users but mm. like it's not just a case of people asking questions yeah. that they are not able to find the answer for elsewhere. Like people are, like they have found a kind of a sort of loophole and kind of backdoor way into turning it into. Yeah. Um, okay. So come with me on an analogy here. I think yeah. that Quora is like the you know the agora of ancient Athens, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. sort of anyone can go there and ask questions, but also it has its own internal celebrities. Mm-hmm. Some of whom are like a guy cranking it in a barrel. 
Um, and it's fascinating how there are these guys who, despite having, there's no reason for them to be answering all these questions, but they answer so many questions that they take on a kind of Quora internal celebrity. Um, mm-hmm. One of whom is a guy who I have been reading his posts for a long time. And uh, he's called Roland Bartetsko. Mm-hmm. And he, I've, and then I've discovered through posting about him that loads of other people online are also aware of this guy. He is a German man who, uh, a great start, who volunteered um, to be in, I think, the, the Croatian or the Kosovo army during the Yugoslav wars in the 90s. Uh-huh. And any, so he was on the not the Serbs side. He was fighting against the, it was like a, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't like a fascist. He was a, mm-hmm. you know, whatever kind of liberal interventionist, if you like. Um, uh, but he wades in on literally any post about war or like what's happening in a war or like, because mm-hmm. also, as we discussed previously, a lot of people on Quora like to ask precocious nine year old questions. Mm-hmm. Um, many of which are necessarily about war. Yeah. Um, and so, because that's what precocious nine-year-old boys specifically are very interested in. Um, and so someone had asked, now I've, I've, the way I've cropped this screenshot, I can't actually see what the original question was, but the question was something about like what weapons you're allowed to use in war or like the Geneva Convention or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I cropped out that Roland answered this and someone immediately replied to like, I know Roland Barter's go when I see it. <laughs> um, and it's like, um, what I said about it at the time was, Quora uh, is amazing because it's full of guys who have nuclear grade PTSD from the first Chechen war, writing chilling accounts of violence so that a realtor in Omaha, Nebraska reads it and goes, ah, yes, the creed of the warrior. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, so this is, this is what Roland has written. This is like the end of his answer. Alternatively, you can use any other weapon you want. Flamethrowers are ideal for this scenario, and so are guided anti-tank missiles. Brackets, they are quite expensive, though. Then he writes, If you worry that you are committing a war crime, rest assured, you don't. Your enemy doesn't lose their combatant status just because they went to sleep. Oh, yeah, I think the question was something about ambushing soldiers who are asleep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Roland is like, don't worry, completely fair game. But it is just so funny to imagine a bunch of guys with office jobs just reading this and being like, hmm, yes, interesting. <laughs> so, this is, so this is interesting to me as well because mm. um, there was something which they, which they trialed, um, they trialed a while ago, which was, uh, I say a while ago, it's about a decade ago, which was something called the Top Writers Program, uh, which was introduced in 2012. And this was like a way to recognize people who had really kind of dug into being top poster on Quora's, yeah, on yeah, Quora yeah. rather. Um, now it's like, it's not, that, it's not that clear what they got out of being a top writer on Quora yeah. or how much that... Well, the glory, of course. Well, of course the glory. And I think you got like a lot of... The women. Like, brand, <laughs> the women, women mainly, the cars, the drugs. Whoopies. Um... There must be. There must be quoopies. Why not? There are Quora meetups. Yeah. Imagine Getting recognized imagine being, in a bar. Oh my God, is that Roland Bartitsko? Imagine being in the fandom of one of the top writers on Quora. That's not, that's not a dignified place to find yourself. A woman sidling up to Roland Bartitsko at a, a bar in Frankfurt and going, that answer you wrote comparing the combat effectiveness of the FN Fal and the AK-74U really turned me on. 
Um. Oh wait, hang on. I do have an answer to uh, yeah. what the what the top writers got. They're invited to occasional exclusive events. Oh, that sounds now that's like the quorum. That sounds like a sex thing, doesn't it? But like, then you show up and it's like no chicks, <laughs> just no <It's> chicks. Like, <laughs> if you're writing, if you're writing quorum answers on the basic level, it's like an incredibly sexless environment. But at a certain point, you get you get high enough up the core greasy pole that it becomes an eyes wide shut party. Like it you get invited a to the. Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I I like the idea of there being like an exclusive mm. event. I also like the idea of one of the people involved thinking that this was going to kind of transfer and sort of map onto other parts of their life. Mm. So like, well, like even yeah, just like you meet a girl in a bar and you tell mm. her that you're one of the top 150 writers on Quora. Um, maybe it works. Maybe it works. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you just overhear someone at like you know the the car tire place going like, yeah, it's funny when you think about the battles of Stalingrad and then strolling confidently over them and going, yes, well. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, there was another um another point, another pinch point where uh they um stop showing question views in people's in people's quora feeds uh because um you could see people's activity and that was sort mm. of deemed to be a, a kind of a sort of data protection issue and things were so innocent in 2012 like now people just be mm. like i don't care show everyone what i'm doing um yeah. i don't think they're doing the top writers program anymore but i could Damn, it could it's been be closed wrong. down. It's like yeah, the super think... soldier program. They produce they too many powerful brains. Yeah, and now they didn't. They denial knowledge of it. Uh, the top writers have all been they've all been decommissioned and demobbed. Um, and um, there is an official policy of 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 denial that the top writers program ever mm. took place. Um, yeah, there's another there's another um segment to the Quora Army guy posting. Uh which I think is particularly fascinating, where a lot of it revolves around um, Brits and Americans yelling at each other about whose army guy stuff is better, Mm -hmm. um, which is also fascinating. So this is another question. Does Britain have a secret service that protects Theresa May, similar to the US version? Are there any major differences? Now, this has been answered (laughs) by David Crawford, former British Army infantry officer, brackets 1974 to 1994. so assuming that this man is not lying, you need to imagine powerful Northern Ireland brain. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, this guy has, do- has done some stuff in Omar and he's taking it out on Quora. Um, our VIPs are protected by an organization that make the US Secret Service look like brownies. But it is so secret, nobody knows anything about it. No films, no computer games, no. But I mean, I would love to imagine the computer game of protecting Theresa May. (laughs) Um, Why? Because secret means secret in the UK, unlike the US version. Wow. Theresa May protected by deniable operators. (laughs) Fucking K-unit spooks. I mean, this this is true. The Secret Service, uh, like, They've they've already failed at a large part of their of their job title. 
because they're not a secret we all know about them everyone knows about them as we discussed in on mood you know the secret service is like if you ask the four-year-old to name And of course, Quora being populated by nine-year-olds think that's really stupid because we're very grown up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can like, I can go We'd call them the epic service. Like I can, uh, I can like get a bus on my own if it's like still light and not too Mm. far away. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm allowed to go to the corner shop for milk. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. I'm nine. I'm almost going to be 10. So... I'm nine and a half, like, actually. If we're being, uh, if we're being technical, like, you know what? Like coming out for my tenth birthday really gets you thinking, gets you thinking about life, gets you thinking about what you want. Uh, so I think, okay, I think we're like, I think we're zeroing in on something here. Yeah, and that is that what we're dealing here is the with here is the internet of children. Yes, and lot and people think that it's like been a terrible error to chuck people from all over the world and with different interests and different politics and different you know all all the sorts of different things that uh mm. cause uh cause often like kind of hostile and aggressive difference between groups of people but maybe it's just always been the case that it's just age groups and the yeah. reason that like Twitter is so particularly bad for this is because it's got too many age groups on it. Yeah, and it's about the psychological age group, not your yeah, not no, your no, biological age. No, 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 not age. literally the age group. So like, yeah, so mm. Quora, like you said, nine year olds. Yeah. Uh, where did you, where do we say the four year olds were? Um, do you reckon the four year olds are? Well, well the four year olds were the people who named the Secret Service, but sure, I'm not sure where but, they like, are. But where are they posting? Um. I don't know. This is hard to. I mean, maybe TikTok. Okay, fine. The four-year-olds are on TikTok. The mm. uh, the fourteen-year-olds are on Reddit. Are on Reddit. Oh yeah, that's a powerful fourteen-year-old energy. Yeah. Reddit. Yeah. And then Twitter is between four and ninety-six. Yeah, it's like it's like Twitter's like Monopoly. Anyone can play. Yeah, but Quora. You need some, but you need some kind of baseline knowledge. You need to know some stuff. You need to like, you need or to be able to come have up made with it some... up like the Secret Service guy. Yeah, but like you need to be able to come up with good questions, and mm. you need to be an answer crafter. This is one of the uh, pieces of advice in an uh, answer from, crafter. <laughs> from uh, entrepreneur.com. Mm. It was a uh, learn how to learn how to uh, craft brilliant answers. And then you will kind of come to the attention of people who might want to give you work. And honestly, like the idea of being like a kind of being like a kind of like a kind of copywriting agency and being like, okay, you know what? We're just, you know what? We just don't have enough of, we don't have enough of kind of out out of work or underemployed creative professionals wanting to be copywriters. That's like, there's a real shortage of that. So yeah. we just need to, you know, we need we know what we need to do. We need to go and find the real, the real heads of copywriting, the and they are to be found crafting answers on Quora. I think that, I think there's a lot of rough, yeah, there's a lot of rough diamond talent out there. I mean, some answers have incredible twists on them. Mm. This is another one that, that it sort of it fits the format of um, British and American army guy stuff rivalry. Now. Most of the people who write about this are British. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and a lot of them have this kind of you know they're they're less snarky than the previous guy and they have this energy of being like I work with the American military, you know, they're very professional. I've got respect for them and all that. But of course, they're not like our boys. Um, and uh, so this guy is talking about um, his time in the Royal Marines, um, which is another powerful energy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you're looking for a guy who has like learned how to wash under his foreskin from like a laminated instruction card, like I give you the Royal Marines commando. Um, now, uh, this guy is talking about the US Marine Corps as as a contrast to the Royal Marines. And he <laughs> he's saying that basically there's a I, I think they still do this, but in every like training cohort of Royal Marines, every like troop, I think as they call it, will have like a Royal Marines like color sergeant who's training them. But one always gets uh, a US Marine Corps sergeant who's on like NATO exchange. Mm-hmm. Um so he's saying that while he when he was in training in the Royal Marines, he got the American um, like staff sergeant or whatever. Um, and so he's saying like, yeah, no, he was very good and we all respected him. And then he says, I do recall that on some occasions he would make himself scarce as he didn't agree with the treatment that our section commanders would inflict upon us. He considered it to be excessively brutal and sadistic. I personally don't consider it as such. He goes on. <laughs> Physical violence and humiliation, brackets, being urinated on or forced to eat slabs of lard or drink bottles of cooking oil I just saw it as character building and a way for the instructors to see vulnerabilities in an individual. It's very funny to say, like, I never saw any bullying and then not just describing <laughs> bullying, but describing, like, the kind of like, the goal and ethos of bullying. Like, at the core yeah. of every bully is trying to expose weakness in their victims. Yeah. Like, that's... That's what it's for. <laughs> That's what it's for. Yeah. It's very funny to be like, yeah, but like, not in like a bullying way, in like a helpful my time, way. My time in the Royal Marines was actually very normal, as you'll see from this anecdote in which I describe a kind of like Baz version of the film Sallow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's kind of the, the cry laugh emoji posting genre is also like very alive and well on Quora, but it's just phrased in a slightly more academic way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, this is exactly what it is. Like, Never did me any harm. <laughs> like, because I think that even though the insistence was, yeah, but it's not a social media site, it's not a blogging site, it's just for questions and answers. It doesn't, it doesn't prevent people from trying to form communities around it mm. or trying to use it as, um, trying to use it as a kind of, Sort of friend or community or some other kind of social relation standard. Mm-hmm. But I'm just what, like, what I'm wondering is like, what is it would you say about whether it's like the former or the sorts of people that it attracts? What is it that makes it so specifically insane? And like, what, like, what gives it its like uniquely mental character, uniquely mental posting character? Because like, also worth pointing out that like with all posting it then spawns its own kind of sub ecosystem of posting which Mm. is uh collations reactions to posts about posts everything is kind of part of the reaction and counter reaction economy so Mm. there's like there's a lot so there's like a, a pretty big subreddit which is like insane people on quora 
but then yeah, yeah, people yeah. get stuff from the insane people on Quora subreddit and then they put it on Twitter and then mm. that gets screenshotted and put on Instagram and it all kind of it all works in its own kind of feedback loop. Yeah, Instagram is just screenshots of Twitter at this point. Like, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love it when people put like screenshots of their own tweets on their Insta stories. I'm just like, you know what? Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Especially when Back it's a tweet yourself. with like 10 faves. Yeah. Like, yeah. People you know need what? need to see that, Joanne. You know what, babe? Back yourself. And yeah. I, like, I, will, I will never, ever criticize someone who believes in their own writing. No, that's not true. Not. I will. I will do that. But I actually, th- I think it's cu- no. I think I think it's cute. The uh, the oh, I did. I you know what? I I posted a little tweet. So uh, do you want to see the? Do you want to see the little tweet again? In fact, do you want to see it like? Do you want to see it like a screenshot of it? Do you want to do that? Yeah. No, you do. You do. You do. You do. Maybe you will be so charmed by the screenshot of the tweet that you will be uh, that you'll be impelled to leave the app that you're looking on, go to another app, type in my username, scroll down my scroll down my timeline until you can see this tweet and like react to it there in the correct way as opposed mm. to reacting to the screenshot on the Insta story, which would be a much more normal and usual way of reacting. But I'd really prefer you to, to go elsewhere. I'm going to give you some homework. I'm going to give you some homework yeah. here. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, um yes so that so that um so i think so, it, to answer your question i think yeah. it's the aesthetics of quora okay something about the way the whole website is laid out you know it feels like it should be the website of like an academic journal or something mm-hmm. and there's something about it feels like for the sort of person who uses quora and the kind of person it attracts logging on to quora is like you're being metaphorically handed like a top hat and a monocle <laughs> as you log on and you're encouraged to post with that in mind. And it brings out something as a, you know, um, as someone who has an, uh, some degree of qualification and interest in language, I'm really fascinated by when people try and talk in a way that isn't their own mm. for like other reasons. Like this is why I'm so fascinated by British cop voice, because they're always trying to sound like educated in a way that they're not. Um and sort of like calling people like the gentleman uh, yourself and the gentleman was conversing with a lady. Is that correct? Uh, at which point myself and PC Shufflesworth attended the scene. And it's all this kind of like talking in a way that's like not natural or real because they mm-hmm. believe it's projecting a certain air of importance or whatever. And that's exactly how people on Quora talk. It's like a guy who wants to ask a nine-year-old question, but is trying to do it in a like, um, you're sort of privy Wouldst thou tell me uh, uh, whomst would be the victor in a war between China and America? <laughs> um, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps the kind, sir. Uh, yes, you there. Yes, good, sir. Uh, hmm. Perhaps you would uh, care to converse with me on the subject of how it is possible for Santa to visit every home on Christmas Eve. Pray tell. How, what, what sort of technology, sort of propulsion system would he need to acquire <laughs> the necessary speed and clarity? Exactly. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's like, I think that is interesting. And I'm also, I just want to just really just mm-hmm. quickly have a little chat about what you said about like the, about the language, because I think that's like, I think that different platforms 
uh, form their own communication norms and form their own lingu- yeah. linguistic norms as well. Mm. And they're always very, very visible, again, from outside, because you're peering into a zoo and being like, oh, yeah. that monkey's going, ah, 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 um, et cetera. Another one's going, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. 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 No, no, you, you see what I'm getting at. And yeah, yeah. linguistic- I understand monkeys. Yeah, we understand monkeys. Linguistic mm. forms online have a very, 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 very short half-life and a very, very mm. short um, decaying period between- uh, either not necessarily funny, but definitely kind of like normalized and just the most embarrassing thing that you've ever seen written down. Yeah. And well, the, especially on Twitter, I think, which gets yeah. through them very quickly. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's somewhere like Reddit's like the counter example where like there are these like baked in things from years ago, like yeah. saying like I 23F, like that kind of like the weird, yeah. like the sort of the grammar of Reddit is very yeah, like yeah. 2005. No, no. I think, no, no, that, I think that's, I think that's like absolutely correct. And like yeah. you still see people on Reddit saying stuff like that is made of win or whatever, like real yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, don't say that. Yeah. Epic, like yeah. epic bacon, um, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is again what I think is like quite interesting about um, why Elon Musk is so so keen uh to become like a member of like a kind of fully paid up member of weird twitter despite the fact that weird twitter is not really a kind of function like kind of functioning culturally directive block yeah. anymore but when he what he is is a reddit guy he knows how to mm. speak like reddit in 2008 when when it kind of stagnated and calcified and people just even when people are parodying mm. on reddit how people on Reddit talk, they're still doing it in the same linguistic forms. Wait, fuck. Do you know what Reddit is? It's yes. like one of those weird um, exclaves that you get, like like people in some weird town in rural Pennsylvania who are speaking a form of Dutch from the 18th century. Yes! Because that's yes, when they that's left. What and it's, it's like, like, it's an exclave of 14-year-olds from 2008 who are now yes. like in their late 20s but are still talking like that. Yeah, no, no, that's, no, that's, exa- that's exactly right, I think. Because uh, yeah. we were talking about this on, um, me and Hussein were rather, we were talking about this on the, other, on the show the other day about how interesting it is that uh, digital modes of expression uh, mm. decay, uh, decay and degenerate so quickly. And like, I mean, even like, okay, fine. Yeah, they talk like they did in 2008. But like mm. the way that like most people talk just in like kind of spoken speech, just like to their mm. friends or whatever, a lot of like, particularly like kind of young people's slang has like not changed at all in in decades like yeah yeah yeah. the odd thing comes and goes like, but the, like, odd, like the odd thing comes and goes but like I, like whenever they do like whenever like once a year they do like a kind of like a kind of glossary explainer of like what they're saying on love island it's like how is it possible you don't know what they're saying this is how we used to we used to talk when i was at school yeah like the um, idea that certain things are new is so yeah, funny. Yeah, like being like, "Oh, what's this new word, peng?" It's like, are you serious? Like, People this was saying that in two thousand and three. Like, what are you on about? Like before, well, yeah. be- well before. Um, but uh, but if it's ri- but if it's written online, there's something about capturing the words that subjects it to a kind of advanced mm. kind of. Uh, advanced kind of kind of atomic decay but i think that happens with twitter more than like anything else like 
you see somebody posting in the same way that they posted six months ago and you're just like, ah, oh no, oh no. And I think that like part of that is how easily Twitter lends itself to to, like linguistic memes. Mm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know that I know that it's like the line is that like there is no such thing as a meme getting old because if it does get old and played, then it's not really a meme. It's just a lot of people saying the same stuff to the degree that it's annoying. But I think and then eventually that then like wraps around again. Like now you can say stuff like TFW because it's so obviously a joke. Like you're not saying it that it's now become ironic because it's like it's gone so far through the mill of change. Yeah, it's like that like that observation I made. Like, yeah, that's right. I'm citing my own observation. What am I, a fucking Quora poster? Yeah, um, yeah. Roy P, 2022. Roy, yeah, exactly. Um, where like, in sort of like, say like 2017, there mm. were two types of people who were doing, who were doing the, the Borat voice. And mm. one of them were like pleasant, wholesome, youngish dads on like ski trips yeah. that was like that that was what that was what they were up to doing the borat, borat voice and then like the worst ooze brained like this is the thing even calling it irony poisoning is now in itself in its cringe phase you can't mm-hmm. like it hasn't wrapped around yet that you can say irony poisoning without it being a bit like well i don't like that um, but it's the it's the best explanation I can th- I can think of it. And yeah, and they were the two people who would who would say Borat voice my wife. Yeah. And again, two distinct species that were generated by the Borat voice with no knowledge of each other that exist mm. alongside and have like no and have like no like mechanism for kind of joining forces and being like, but we both do the Borat voice. It's like, there's we like- We both kind of, do it for humor, but we both yeah. have such different conceptions of what it is exactly. we're doing. Like, it's Borat like the, voice is a mountain scene yeah. from many different sides. Like the kind of levels and levels and layers of like legibility for kind of different groups of people, mm. I think is much more pronounced on Twitter than it is on like other, other posting platforms. But on something like Quora, what you're, what you're bringing is like your knowledge, your pedantry, your mm. search for knowledge, your search for answers, your search for assistance with your life's problems. So you're much more likely to write and express yourself like somebody who means to be remembered um, and who means for your writing to kind of have, have a sort of durability to it. Whereas Twitter is like so by its design and necessity completely ephemeral. Like, yeah, if yeah. you if like you're posting in a way that doesn't embarrass you in six months time, then you're not posting correctly. You're not posting hard enough. You're not posting hard enough. No, yeah, that's true. You're not disgusted by yourself from a year ago. Your posting style isn't progressing effectively. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And if you're not progressing, then you may as well be dead. Mm. That's, that's right. We're like that. sharks. Online. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you got to keep swimming. Exactly. If a poster sleeps, then it dies. Yeah. So keep I- on. Swimming, my little fishies. I have a fun Quora screenshot to round out on. I think that's a good... Yeah, let's let's round out on a fun screenshot. I've I've artfully cropped this one. I remember doing this tweet and it brought me a lot of joy at the time. Um, And uh, the, the question is, do people actually like living in England? 
And someone has replied, absolutely hate it. My next door no- neighbors are a gay couple, men. <laughs> Screenshot ends. Well, that's, that's much to think about. I, I think what's actually funnier about that post is it sort of transpired that that guy was like writing like a kind of sarky response where he was like listing all of these things that were actually great about Britain uh, to like, you know, as though he didn't like them. Oh, yeah. So annoying that my neighbors are a gay couple. But also just the, the whole thing about like, well, you could live next to a gay couple in really like lots of places. <laughs> Um, I mean, like there. Are, I mean, admittedly, there are probably quite a few places where that's not going to happen. Yeah, or at least not openly so. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just very, and it was also like, and if you start off with that, you're just going to seem like a guy who's mad at living next to a gay couple. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I don't think there's is there is there any any suggestion that that's not what <laughs> what's going on here. No, it, I think as you read the post as it goes on, he's listing ah. things that are more obviously good things. If you I like. see, I um, see. Okay. Or at least that's a more uncontroversially good. Uh, sure. These are less loaded. Um, uh, yeah, like it's hard. It's hard to believe that someone would yell about like I don't know, like having free healthcare or whatever it is, um, mm. which I think are other. You know, it get it gets quite into the like, and, and my kids don't get shot in school, kind of. You know. Um, yeah. Like, I yeah, recall. like I feel like we were talking about this the other day. Like, mm. I really don't feel like we should get too used to using that as like a gotcha, because mm. it feel it feels like quite a horrible gotcha. Not like not in a kind of like oh, can't everyone just be nice to each other? More like, are you st- if you're so like if you're quite so aggro. keen to like. If you're so keen to own a stranger online that you're kind of using this as a kind of rhetorical device, mm. like, like maybe you're the, maybe you're the dickhead in that interaction. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not sure if you and Hussein will ever dare do an episode on Yank posting, but um, it's certainly like a um, there's a there's a like as annoying as Brits are online, there is a certain kind of like uh sort of cool American poster who likes to very high-handedly talk about Britain and sometimes Europe in this kind of, from this like American lens where like, despite never having been there, they're kind of like, well, I assume that the way things work in America is the default and sort of deviations from that are like, you know, in some way aberrational. Um, and, uh, and so they do sometimes like make some like really high-handed criticism of the way things operate in like Britain, which is a deeply fucked country. And you're like, but hang on, though, on almost every metric, it is less fucked than the country you live in. Um, like, so, well, I mean, like I said, we've had that conversation ourselves yeah. a number of times. Like the number of times that I'm just like, you know what? No, 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 absolutely not. Not taking that from a yank. Like, I'll take it from a Norwegian. Like, yeah, or, like, you know, fine. Like, yeah. I know that there's like a lot, like there's a lot, like in Scandinavian countries, there's like a lot of like problems with like the far right and um, mm. like their immigration policies are like, you know, fucked. Um, but like when it comes to kind of when it comes to kind of very nativist social policies, like particularly like Denmark or Sweden, like oh you know, like I'll take it, I'll take it from them, I'll take it from yeah, them. You know. But I'm not, but like I'm not hearing anything from a yank. That's the, that's mm. my position. This is this is a bonus episode. Yeah, we, we I, refuse I just, to just take, it. take it. Get your own house in order, yanks. Yeah, just like whenever you, whenever like you hear hear them sort of like talking about like 
what, like anything about anything about Britain. I saw like some like big American leftist just like announcing with basically no challenge. Oh yeah, like you know, like all English Jews are Tories, and I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I am sorry, my friend. That's certainly a big claim. It certainly is a it's a claim. It's a claim and yeah. a half. It's a claim and a half. Mm. Citation needed on that. Citation one. severely needed. Like 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 obviously that there's a more Jewish Tories than I'd like there to be. Mm. Um but um like the idea that you can just like go around making that kind of statement about another country where you never lived and you never don't know anything about is just a bit much but yeah like whenever like whenever you see that sort of that sort of stuff like i suddenly become like very very briefly um and sort of quite kind of unexaminedly just like like very patriotic just like no how dare you how dare you this yeah. is a good country this is a good country and i mean forget the stuff that's that's bad it's still not that bad all right we all have our moments don't we i had one the other day where this was actually starts European. god save the queen <laughs> it was a news item where people were talking about how because ukraine wouldn't be able or be allowed to host the 2023 eurovision that they were going to give it to the uk on the basis that the uk came second um and then just reading that there were a bunch of European politicians that saying they should give it to Brussels because it's the symbolic capital of Europe. And I very briefly became the fucking the big fat bald guy with the drum at the football match. Um, <laughs> and then you sort of I have these moments where despite being as remain in the European Union as I was and am, I just like, I have these moments wash over me where I'm like, I do get it sometimes. Where I'm just like, <laughs> they're just so smug and annoying. Um they were like wanking each other off about their little club. And I'm like, oh, no, we're never rejoining this, are we? It's never going to happen. Well, there will never be the will. I mean, I have some views on, mm. on having too strong an opinion about where Eurovision is, is held personally. But um, maybe we won't go into that. Oh, to be fair, I don't care where Eurovision is held. It was more the way in which it was expressed. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not a criticism of you. It's, I think it's very, very funny to be a no borders person, but also to be like obsessively fixated on where they have Eurovision. And that is not, and you know what? Mm. If anyone said like, oh, making up a guy to be mad about, we don't say that anymore. That's like a year ago. Come up with a new joke. That's right. That's right. You've been you've been lost to the mists of time. Tears in rain, my friend. Tears in rain. Mm. All right. I think that's as good a good a point as <laughs> good a point as any uh, to knock the Quora episode on the head. Milo, mm. thank you very much for joining me. I'm so disoriented because it's Monday. I'm recording 10K with you. Mm. This is not the right day. This is not the right show. I don't know what's happening. It's not my beautiful house. This is this not, not my beautiful my be wife. This is not my beautiful house. This is my beautiful wife. Mm. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug to uh, 10K's Loyal Hogs? Hello. Yes. Um, Phoebe and I do a podcast together. It's called Masters of Our Domain. Um, if you would like to see something that's far more deranged than what you've just listened to, uh, check that out. Um, we talk about Seinfeld allegedly, but not really. If you've never seen Seinfeld, that's not going to hold you back. I promise. There are no um, barriers to entry. Yeah, 
Also, I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe from the 4th to the 28th of August. If you're planning on being in Edinburgh, you can come see my show. It's called Voicemail. Um, it's at the Mash House at 4.35pm every day. Yeah, go check that out. He's a funny boy. He's a funny guy. We like Allegedly. him. Uh, this show is produced by Devon. Uh, you can follow them at Devon underscore on Earth. And you can listen to their podcast, Kill James Bond, which is really good. Go, go listen to that. Uh, I assume that you're following me and Hussein if you're a subscriber. If you're not, that's mm. good energy, and I suggest that's how you. Yeah, that's how you follow me on keep Quora. Yourself. Yeah, follow me on Quora, and you yeah. can see my answers about guns. Um, I recommend Roland Bartetsko if you want to follow someone on Quora. Sounds, yeah, he sounds like he sounds like a good. He sounds like a fundamentally good guy. Mm. If someone yeah. who maybe maybe needs someone to talk to. Uh, yeah, he maybe needs some help, but, you know, he did volunteer to stop a genocide, so what have you ever done? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, um, quite yeah. frankly, like, what have you ever done with your life? Mm. Like, all, like, all, like, all we've done is, like, cause people to create artwork of uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog standing on the Twin Towers, so I don't know what That's we think we are. That's pretty good, to be fair. <laughs> it is, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. I'm not saying it's not good. Never Poor Get was another enjoyable get, addition. Indeed. Okay, well, we're definitely we're definitely going to leave leave it on that one. So, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.